this sound can mean only one thing. The bandit is back. And wherever he goes and whatever he does, one thing is sure to follow. Sheriff Buford T. Justice, a name that inspires respect in the heart of every American. As of this instant, Junior, we're in hot pursuit. He's going all out for the dream of a lifetime. I'm about to it's a no-holds-barred race and a good old down-home chase with Justice way off base and a different kind of bandit all over the place. Come on, Buford! Come on, Buford! Over land. Over water. Over ice. Over cars. Over eggs. And over easy. But it ain't over yet. They never learn. Smokey. And the bandit. Part three. Hot damn y'all, I swear. Fly Podcast. I am Dave Guskow. Nice to see you today on this lovely Tuesday. Even though, yes, Dave, on a Saturday in the middle of July. Ah, oh, madness. I don't know. I miss them for some reason. This song does it for me. Something about it. I don't know what it. I don't know what it does. I don't know what it really means. I know for some reason it takes me to a happy place. Can't figure out why. Not a very good song, but it is what it is. <laughs> well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the program. I'm just going to turn this down and get the show started. I am in a very tepid mood today, this afternoon, this morning, whatever it is. First of all, there's like, I don't know, I guess a bunch of construction still going on around on my block so I can like hear it. I don't think you'd be able to hear it. I have a pretty good microphone that you have to talk directly into. Otherwise, you don't hear anything. So that's not too bad. But it's the problem is I just had this uh, dream. I didn't have a very good night's sleep. And I had this dream that was so vivid. You know, do you ever have that where it's like, you know, so vivid it sticks with you during the day? You know, so very often. I mean, obviously, we probably dream every night. And then, you know, we forget about it. All the time, except for certain dreams. I mean, I can, I can remember certain dreams I had, you know, when I was in fifth grade. 
because they were so, I don't know, vivid, I guess is the only word. I can't, I don't know, real or whatever it is, but this one just stuck with me yesterday. It wasn't like a bad dream. I mean, it became bad, but not in a bad way like you're thinking, like an annoying what hell would be like, I guess. Like it started out where I was seeing this, I was hanging out with this kid that I remember from junior high who we always liked, who ended up moving to Seattle, and we talk on Facebook sometimes. And I was hanging out with him. And we were having a good time. I was hanging out. Like, it was nice to see him again. And I was, I was hanging out in the old neighborhood in Edison, New Jersey, somewhere, or somewhere, wherever I was. I don't really remember a lot of it. It just stuck with me so much because I was, I was doing okay. And then we were going somewhere else. <laughs> And then the dream turned in the sense of I was just looking up revels. There was a new revel, you know, I was looking up, trying to get those scooters, the the, the, the motorcycles that I get, and I couldn't find one, you know, like, I mean, it's like a, like a joke, like, it, that's what hell would be like for me, where I'm looking at the app, and I see the bikes, and they're all there, and for some reason, they're not good enough, and I can't take them. And I'm walking further than I need. And by the time I finally find one, I'm actually at home. Something like that. But it was a new app, like a new kind of Revel bike. It was red and it was nicer. And my friends Kenny and Jody had already taken two. And they're like, oh, yeah, you got to get this bike. It's better than the Revels. And then I remember, I, I mean, I can remember it vividly. And then I gave one to some girl who was looking. I'm like, oh, no, you take it. And then I had to move on. And they were all in these very strange locations that they shouldn't have been. And I just kept walking to them and trying to use the bikes. And they just were like, oh, this isn't a good one. Let me get another one because there seems to be a lot of them. And then I ended up in my old neighborhood where I grew up. Like, I don't know where I was. I was in some farm or something. I, I don't know. But for some reason, I mean, that is funny. I mean, that is hell, right? That's That's what they depict hell would be where you... Mostly they depict hell, and it's a loop. In fact, uh, if you're watching Loki, that's what they do to him. You know, it's a loop. It's a loop that you just continue this one bad day forever and ever, like Groundhog Day, except he was able to work his way out of it. But yeah, it's this loop. So you just, you know, what would be worse than not, for me, than not buying, being able to find a Revel scooter to take home, which has happened multiple times, which is, I guess, why I dream about it. The worst part is that for some reason, like, so then I woke up this morning and then, you know, in a really odd place. And then I watched TV for a little bit. And then I went out, you know, to go to Dunkin' Donuts, my usual Saturday tradition. I'm just a little later than I want to be. I really like waking up early on Saturdays and going out. But and then and then this song just started playing through my head because the dream was in my mind. And, you know, I really think you have to be a crazy person to have this song in your head. fuck is the matter with me who has this song playing in their head what kind of absolute nut job has this song playing in his head while he's walking to dunkin donuts a person who is very fucked up in the head i, 
I, I don't even know what to tell you. I mean, it's just really fucked up. <laughs> like that's the the end theme from Poltergeist. What the fuck is the matter with me? I'm telling you, I'm losing it. I'm losing it. And that is the telltale sign. No one has that song playing through their head. No one. I can guarantee you, no one on this planet had that song going through their head this morning. Oh my God, as if it could get any more creepy. I don't know whether I must have dreamed about it or something. I, but again, who what, who dreams a theme song like this? And how do you remember it after you wake up? Nobody remembers their dreams after they wake up. I was I must have been in a bad place. <laughs> fucked up. You know what, folks? I don't think you should listen to this podcast anymore. Obviously, it is put out by a very, very disturbed individual. A very disturbed individual. I don't even know. I don't know what to tell you. I mean, that's some fucked up shit. But I guess it makes sense for somebody that just is living in his own bubble and doesn't really see a lot of people all the time. I see people twice a week, but that's not normal. You're supposed to see people every day, or at least I did for, you know, the last 30 years. I don't know. I don't know what it means. I don't know what it's about. I It's definitely some form of very big depression i am very confused i'm very uh, confused about the future obviously yesterday when i woke up my friend alina called me like early in the morning like 9 30 in the morning and you know i was act- i was just like yeah what do you want yeah and she was just calling like hey i was just saying hello mama with a boss i thought we could talk and i'm like uh-huh you know like that and then i i don't know i guess about an hour later when i was fully up i i apologized I was just like, I'm sorry. Thank you for being my friend. Please don't give up on me. <laughs> like, I, I just, you know, I don't wake up in a very good mood all the time. I used to during COVID, <laughs> kind of, because, uh, you know, I was glad I just didn't have anything to do. Now I'm glad I have nothing to do, but then I get worried. Now I'm in a place because it's almost September. I believe that's when the unemployment runs out. The rent will be due. So obviously... I mean, listen, it makes all the sense in the world to be uptight about that. So I finally put together like my uh, regular resume. Like I'm not trying to get a job at a law firm, but I'm going to try and do something, maybe something I could do in the house. I mean, I'm going to try. I really don't know what else to do. I'm very confused. I really want to leave. I think I want to leave the city. I know I keep talking about it. That's just, you know, probably never leave. But I mean, it's just I, I don't know. I went to visit my mom on Thursday, you know, the usual went to the diner and then i saw this so you know i saw that woman at the mall that i'm trying to always do that show and she was supposed to bring me into this place and introduce me to the people that own this bar and you know she i was like should i just am i still meeting you at five and she goes yeah meet me at the applebee's you know on route one and i'm like why are we meeting at the applebee's what what the the, the key that you're supposed to do is bring me to this place the fox and the hound and she goes, oh, yeah, my contact isn't here this week. He's on vacation. And, you know, then I'm like, well, 
Why are we meeting at all? But I know she just wants to meet. Like she's been having a lot of problems with her mom and she works all day. So I know she just wants to hang out. But for me, I'd rather just go home, not spend any money, not drink and just go home. But I like her and my sister works for her daughter and it's just too messed up to just say, nah, nah, nah. If we're not doing this, then that's not right. And it's not like it's not a good time. I mean, she's really nice. But, you know, I, 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 and I, want, I want to say I have other things to do, but I don't. I just want to take care of this and meet at this place. She still wants to do the mall tour and stuff, but now I can't tell whether she just wants to do it or she just wants to hang out and talk about it, which would be fine too. I guess it's nice to have somebody in Jersey to hang out with. I just get confused about it because I, I, I don't know what I'm doing and I, I just, you know, I go to my mom's and I go home. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So we went to Applebee's and you know what? I was thinking, I don't know. Maybe I've never been in Applebee's before. I thought I had, but I'm not sure. And, you know, usually I like those chain restaurants. I mean, just walking in there was great because it's big and it's clean and it's just, you know, not like it is in Manhattan. So it's nice to be in a Jersey place. But, you know, you go to the bar and it's a bunch of losers in there. It's five o'clock in the afternoon. You know, nobody's in there. And, uh, you know, I had like three Johnny Walker Blacks. And normally I get real messed up for that, but I was fine. And then we ate. She goes, let's get some appetizers. I'm like, oh, I love appetizers at these kind of places. But it, it was awful. Because we got the, you know, the wings with, I don't want to say classic. They didn't say classic buffalo wings, but they said classic buffalo sauce. Now, you know me. So I'm eating the wings, and they stink. They stink. The, the, the wings are, you know, I get the boneless one. So, you know, it's, I don't want to eat in front of her like a disgusting pig. So I get the boneless ones, and they're breaded. Yeah, I do not like, that is not a classic buffalo wing. It didn't, it didn't say classic buffalo wings, so we just got the wings and sauce. But those breaded wings, I don't know what they're goddamn thinking. So that pissed me off. And the sauce was not buffalo sauce. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it wasn't good. So I said, I want to talk to the chef, and I want to talk to him now. I said to the bartender. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, I want to speak to the chef. And um, it was just uh, funny because n- nobody asked to speak to the chef at, at an Applebee's. So I thought it would be hilarious to talk to the chef at an Applebee's. And what could be more hilarious than this? Hold up a seat, Pop. You too, Chuckles. I mean, the food ain't great, but the portions are terrific. Hey, I'm kidding. Relax. Hey, give my regards to Mrs. Boyardee. Yeah, where's Mrs. Boyardee? That's why I want to. And tell the chef this is low grade dog food, okay? Hey, you're okay. But that's what that's what I. <laughs> I don't think there's anything funnier than asking. I'm not asking for the manager. I want to talk to the chef at Applebee's. This stinks, and the guy probably just like, huh? Wait, somebody wants to talk to me? Yeah, they're not happy. Because you have to be an idiot to talk to the chef at Applebee's because, you know, it's like going to McDonald's and opening your hamburger, like I've told multiple times. Like, why are you opening that hamburger? Do not open that hamburger. Do not peel away the bun. You don't need to know what's in there. You're eating at McDonald's. We just, you know, you either eat there or you don't. Don't look inside. That's Applebee's. You can't complain about the food. I just complain when they say it's classic buffalo anything because... You know, I got to put a stop to that. So my friend asked for like extra sauce, buffalo sauce. 
and it came out orange, and it not not the right kind of orange. It just it wasn't right. It wasn't the butter and the frank. It just it pisses me off. You know, I just want to have perfect wings. I have to order them wherever I go, and when they're not the exact way they're supposed to be, if they call them buffalo wings, but I don't think they call them buffalo wings, so it's all right. Whatever. <laughs> Get that angry. And who wants to drink eat buffalo wings with a scotch? Oh, God, that sounds gross as I'm saying it now. But still, it was an excellent time. We hung out for two hours. And then, it, it, it you know, there's a, a huge storm. Tropical Storm Elsa that they made a big, you know, the fucking news make a big stink about. And, you know, it's not that big a deal. Just got to relax. Jesus Christ. It really wasn't that big of a deal. But, you know, they make you all nervous. The news makes you nervous. And I'm like, oh, I got to get home. I got to get home. And then it started to rain. And then, uh, but then it didn't. And then it turned out to be pleasant weather. So I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll stop at the mall because I like that. I can return these things I have at Target which I was going to do if I was meeting this woman at the mall. And I'm like, you know what? I don't feel like going home yet. Now it's nice out. So I went to Target. Then I went to the mall. I went to Barnes & Noble. I bought a couple of magazines. One from my friend David Elliott, whose birthday it was. Happy birthday, David. And uh, one from myself. I think about Star Wars. I th- they had a magazine just on The Empire Strikes Back. I like to buy these special magazines with pictures and stuff. You know, that's how I read. Because <laughs> I'm three. <laughs> because, because, this, because this is going through my head all the time. I like books with pictures because it makes me read. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, uh, so I bought, uh, they have all these Star Wars books, but I refuse to read about episodes one, two, three, seven, eight, nine. So this was just The Empire Strikes Back. And they never have any new information. Usually I'll buy that magazine, it costs 15 bucks, and they have one inkling of, uh, you know, new information, maybe that I didn't know, which I like. You know, I bought that one about Jaws, I bought the Eddie Van Halen one, they have like the special ones, James Bond, I'll buy. So I bought the Empire Strikes Back one. And I'm like, well, there'll be pictures. They had that one and I think a Raiders of the Lost Ark one. I'll save that for next time. My <laughs> <laughs> magazines. That's because I told you I can't seem to find a book I want to read. So I'll just stick with the pictures, the picture books, because I'm obviously just there's something wrong with my brain. I'm not a strong swimmer. And then I went into the ba- bed, was it Bath and Body Works, so I could buy some more soap. <laughs> That's my day. Oh God, you know. I mean, and then I'm like, boy, what a great day! Because again, if that's somebody's great day, See, that's not a normal person's great day. That's, I'm telling you. Oh, my God. I don't know what my problem is. Uh, you know, so, oh, I forgot to tell you. So then, right, I was getting really upset, right? So, like, like I feel like, like nothing's going right for me, right, in my life, right? So then, you know how things, like, pile up, you know? Um, so... You know, I'm like not feeling very good about myself and this woman cancels again or this thing and I'm never going to get these 
shows going and I'm not going to make any money from these shows, whatever, all that stuff going through my head, right? So then I'm just looking for happy things to do that'll make me feel a little better with whatever day I, uh, you know, have planned in my head. And, you know, I felt pretty good about going to the mall, but, you know, that definitely song was going through my head. And then I went, I was going to go home and I stopped at this vinyl store that is in, again, in my old neighborhood where I grew up. Uh, in this like you know strip mall and i'm like you know what let me stop in this vinyl store and maybe you know i'll look through some old vinyls that always lifts you up and i see a sign on the store i mean the store's open and you know it's late it's like eight o'clock or something so but i couldn't believe the store's open and they say hey after 40 years we're closing i'm like this is the one happy place i just recently found i didn't know they were open for 40 years i only found it about two years ago and it was this awesome store in Fords, New Jersey, that not only had vinyl and it was a big old-fashioned record store, but they used to have live bands. Last time I was there, I was looking for something. I think, was I looking something for Adam Schlesinger before he... Yeah, he was definitely alive the last time I went there because I think... Maybe I bought that monkey's... I don't know. I bought something. I think I bought something for Adam when he was going to be on the pot. No, no, no. I don't know, but I remember telling the person at the counter that I was friends with him. And it was like really exciting. And they're closing. So they were out, out of a lot of inventory and they're just closing. And it's sad. And they had this, you know, this big space where they had bands play, like local bands or whatever. And it was a fun place. I, ugh, I was staring and I'm like, this, this is a perfect place for a comedy club if it wasn't in this very, very sad strip mall. This room is perfect. They even have a stage ready. Oh, my God. But obviously, I'm in no shape to buy a place. But it would be, uh, you know, thinking about calling them up. But but I was like, oh, really? This is closing? And so then I'm like, that was depressing. And then, you ready for this? I mean, this is the stupidest thing, right? Remember how I told you how I can't take a walk anymore because they closed this one section of this park i like to walk in and it won't be open till september so i just stopped walking because it was the one way i like to walk in the city because i hate walking through the city if you don't have a destination it's just like i don't want to just walk to walk i need the destination and i had this perfect walk set that also sent me to the supermarket all this stuff it was beautiful and then they closed it up for construction i still can't believe it and you know, I so you know, I go, I stop on the turnpike on the way home and I stop at this stupid like Sunoco store and I make my bets in this parking lot. I mean, I don't need to make bets now, but I'm saying I, I don't know. There's something about this parking lot. It's like the last place to go before it's going to get real, you know, before I got to go down the turnpike and, and, and hit all this, you know, traffic and, and the city and it's gross and stuff. This is like the last place to say, wait, I'm not going in. You know what I'm saying? I, it's hard to explain, but maybe maybe I did explain it. And and the parking lot where I like to just park and sit with my thoughts for two seconds before I head back into the city was closed for construction. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, you. that was the last straw. I was like, you got to be kidding me. And then the only thing I like to pick up them from there, because, you know, obviously I go to my mother's and I have like, I don't know, Whatever I have, uh, you know, eggs and, and, and hash browns or whatever, salty foods. 
So the last thing I pick up before I leave is always, and this time, you know, I had drinks. So the last thing I pick up before I leave is a Gatorade to to drink on the way home and rehydrate. Now, I don't know whether you've heard about this, but I have been trying to order Gatorade online. I usually order 12 bottles and I have them in the refrigerator for rehydration purposes after I've been drinking or if I'm just thirsty because I don't drink enough water. Well, you can't get Gatorade anymore. It's over. Coca-Cola, which is the host of Gatorade, is out of Gatorade. COVID has apparently caught up with Coca-Cola, and now the stores do not sell Gatorade. I cannot buy it on Amazon. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what is happening? And then I looked it up, and sure enough, there's a goddamn Gatorade shortage. A Gatorade shortage. What? A Gatorade shortage? Jesus Christ. So I go to this store, and I'm like, maybe they'll have it at a store. I know I can't order it on Amazon. I can't get it at Walmart. I can't get it at Target. I mean, this is insane, right? <laughs> like the one thing, shut up. I mentioned Amazon, and my thing went off. Oh, that's so annoying, right? Especially when you're in the middle of a goddamn stupid rant that, that's podcast gold. I'm joking, of course. So, so I go to the... Sunoco store, <laughs> fucking Sunoco store, uh, and I look in their thing, and they they have the Gatorade, but they have like the big size, and I'm like, I don't want that. I need it to put in my, you know, cup holder so I can go home. How am I going to carry that then with me home? I mean, you know, whatever. So I find some in the. There's another right hand corner that has something called I don't know what it was called. It was weird. It was called Gator or something. It was from the people from Gatorade, but it was called like Gator Light or something. I don't know. But I didn't look at it. It was just an orange Gatorade that was the perfect size for me. And they said, this is a special Gatorade that is double the electrolytes that you need. It's super rehydration shit. So I'm like, well, this will be perfect. That's exactly what I need. Well, I get back to my car, I open that up, and I take a sip, and I spit it out. You know? What the fuck? Do you know what it tastes like? It tastes... Have you ever had a colonoscopy, and you got to take the drink so you can clean out your system? That is what it tastes like. Whatever the colonoscopy drink that they make you buy is, that is what that tastes like. I'm like, this can't get any worse. And I, I was like, oh, I got to drink. I got to get it down. I need to rehydrate. And I'm like, fuck that. I took one sip and I'm like, well, I'll keep it. And I'm like, why am I keeping this? I am not going to torture myself by trying to get this down. I am not having a colonoscopy today and I do not need this. I will drink water when I get home. Christ. Oh, my God. You got to see this stuff. I, I should have looked it up. I don't know what the fuck it's called, but it's disgusting. And even if I was an athlete and I needed to rehydrate, I wouldn't drink that shit. You, I don't, I don't know what that shit is, but it's real fucked up. And I don't know how they have the nerve to even sell it at a store. It might have been the most dis- disgusting drink I've ever had, ever. And I've had some pretty rancid stuff. <laughs> 
So lately I've just been, you know, I fill a pitcher with water and I put it in my fridge, you know, a filtered water thing, like a Brita thing. And I put these uh, 4C uh, liquid enhancers in it. That's what I usually drink every day, uh, especially with dinner. Then that gets me my water down because because I'm a child and I can't drink regular water unless it's flavored with something. I'm a fucking child. So I put this liquid enhancer in it, and then I, you know, then I can drink. It's like a Arnold Palmer, 4C Arnold Palmer thing, and it's very expensive, but that's how I get water down. Ugh. So since Gatorade was gone, I just started drinking more of that, which is probably better for you anyway. I mean, I don't think it's a big deal to put the goddamn, just a squirt of the liquid enhancer, and then at least I drink water because that's what it takes for a child like me to get enough water during the day. It's probably better than the Gatorade. I'm pretty sure it's sugar-free. So in a sense, you know, what are you going to do? So I just keep drinking that. And it's fine, but they're expensive and they're hard to find. I had to go to my mother's store to get it. And then I had to go to it. And then they don't have it anymore. And so I finally got it on Amazon. Now I got like a 12-pack of it because I could barely, ugh. This is all just to, to, to get hydrated. I got to spend money to get hydrated because I'm a fucking baby and I don't know how to drink water properly. My God. What an embarrassment. Nothing's going my way. Well, I'll tell you another thing. On Thursday when I left and I bought the car out, I went right past this restaurant. What is this, 10 o'clock in the morning? And there's this poor waiter or whatever. He was a busboy. He's getting into a fight with the homeless guy. And I watched the homeless guy punch him in the face. I was like, wait, is this stage just for me? And this homeless guy was punching this guy. The poor guy. He was just trying to do his goddamn job at 10 in the morning. And they have that outside dining. He's punching him in the face in front of all these people. This, and this is right on 6th Avenue and 55th Street. I mean, that is what the city has come into. At 10 in the morning... They're having trouble with all these people sitting outside eating. That's the problem is that this outdoor dining is that's why it's not working. There's too many crazies on the street. That's all I read today. I'm telling you, I don't know why I keep getting the post. Well, I can tell you exactly why I have the article right here. <laughs> I mean, you know, every time Sarah or anybody says, why do you get the post? Well, again, page three, they have the, what do they call her? Here's another reason to get excited about the Olympics. Alicia Schmidt, a 22-year-old German track and field star who has been dubbed the world's sexiest athlete, confirms she officially made the national team to, to go to Tokyo. So every time you open the post, and I tell Sarah Silverman this all the time. She's like, you got to stop getting the post. It's right wing, you know, whatever it is. And I'm like, yeah, the only reason I get the post is because normally if I... Go to page three. There's pictures of sexy women. There's always a picture of Jessica Alba. And I said, and sometimes it's a picture of you. And she's like, oh, well, that's, uh, yeah, then uh, you should probably keep getting that. <laughs> but there's this picture of truly, clearly the world's sexiest athlete. It's a fact. I mean, I'm looking at her. She's gorgeous. And she's a track star. Oh, boy. I'm just looking at her now. I'm sorry. Wow. So, yes, that's why I keep getting the post. But, again, for reading... The stories, why read the news? There's a, a guy who kicked a, a 
you know, one of those uh, Hasidic Jews off his scooter and he stole it. Some woman got shot in the face in her kitchen. I mean, everything, I guess, has always been a mess like this. It just seems worse, I guess. Or maybe we're putting more into it. Or maybe the news is making it feel that way. Just like that stupid storm, which turned out to be nothing. And they make a big deal out about it. Anyway, speaking of the Olympics, um, not next week. I guess we'll wait. In two weeks, we'll have Brian Pinelli back on. Now, this poor guy and everybody, I mean, I don't know whether you heard, but, you know, Brian Pinelli is our Olympics reporter. <laughs> he His job is to cover the Olympics. He lives in Prague, and he covers the, the Olympics for this, uh, you know, this agency called Around the Rings. And he works for the Olympics year-round. So this is a great year to talk to Mr. Pinelli who we've had on the show before, and he's very interesting. And he's been covering Jessica Springsteen, who made the cut of the U.S. uh, dressage team uh, this year. He's been covering her for years. So, you know, an interesting guy. But this is the Olympic year, so I think we'll have him on in between the two-week period. You know, it starts in two weeks, I guess. So we'll have him on in between. We'll ask him some questions, and um, so we can look forward to that, I suppose. Well, that was it. What else did I have to? No, that's it. I don't. Oh, that's the thing. Right. He, right. He can't go to the Olympics because nobody can go. He's a reporter and he's not allowed. I mean, this poor guy, he works for the Olympics year round. And so he waits every four years. Couldn't go last year. And now they can't go this year. They're not let Bruce Springsteen, Bruce Springsteen and his wife can't go see their daughter perform at the Olympics. This is a guy that has the money and the means and the clout to even go when they say nobody can go and he can't go. This is so unfair. You know, it's one of those things like you you almost say, stop the goddamn Olympics because what's what could be worse that you're competing but you're not with your family? If you do that well, you know, and but the problem is, you know, in four years, all these kids they might not be at the top of their game anymore. So it's, it is a, a sticky wicket as they one would say, but God, can you imagine getting to the top and not being, you know, your family not being allowed to come? It's just awful. No fans. What's the point? I mean, that's, that's kind of the fun. You know, when I, whenever I used to do uh stupid cross country running, certainly got, stupid but you know once you get to a certain point and the crowd's cheering you on it certainly is it is an energy giver you know you definitely you know it's like any sport really in basketball football i mean you know the crowd juve i want to say rejuvenates but that's not the right word but it uh, it electrifies you it you know it gets you into it so I don't know. I mean, I feel bad. So he's not able to go. He just has to report from it. But that's what everybody's doing. You know, I listen to the Yankee game, and they're supposed to be in Seattle, the announcers, or Houston yesterday, and they're not. They're here in the city, and they're just watching the games on the monitor. Now, I don't know why. I guess just traveling just isn't safe yet. It's it's weird. COVID is still here, even though we think it might be over. And apparently in Japan, it's gotten worse. They have a major, major outbreak. And I don't even know whether it's the Delta thing or not. But that's the reason nobody can go. They have a major outbreak of COVID there. So it is so long from over. It's one of those things where you're like, well, I mean, I wonder if it has to do with people just not getting vaccinated. That would stomp it out. God, I can't stop thinking about how, 
you know, I've been talking about my mother, my mother with this, because we were talking about how, you know, we all got polio shots when we were kids, and then, well, polio doesn't exist anymore. It was just a no-brainer. You just, you get your polio shot when you're born. And we wiped out polio and all the things of the shots that we got when we were born. And then somewhere along the line, somebody said, well, we shouldn't get those shots anymore. And, and now everything's back. All those things. Polio's coming back. You know, the, the smallpox. All the stuff we had wiped out because everybody was getting vaccinated. And, you know, two people said, no, I'm not doing it. And then it ruins everybody's day. It's really messed up. I don't know who's in charge. I don't know whether it's Trump's problem. I don't know what the story is, but it ain't cool. We were wiping shit out by everybody getting vaccinated. And I, you have to assume that's the issue. The COVID would have nowhere to go if everybody was vaccinated, but whatever. I was talking to one of my friends today and she has you know she is not vaccinated she's 25 um caitlin she's not vaccinated and she's worried because she wants to get pregnant so apparently she's been doing some research and apparently that's some sort of fertility problem i mean maybe it's true but she is not allowed to go back to law school until she gets vaccinated so what's she going to do then they're requiring the vaccinations and she's going to worm her way around. Oh, for religious reasons, I can't do it. I don't know. I mean, in a way, but, but of course, there's no studies. I say you just get vaccinated and take your chances when it comes to fertility or any of that stuff. You just take your chances. It's just like, you know, I mean, but I guess you could say that about being unvaccinated. You just take your chances, except that it's affecting other people. So that's the issue. Oh, yeah. No, Sunday was the 4th of July. I went to my friend Joe's house and it was so great. Um, again, speaking of vaccine, he only had vaccinated people, you know, a couple of people. He hasn't seen anybody since COVID started. So it was great to see him. I haven't seen him in a year and a half. And we talk all the time, but I hadn't seen him. So it was great. And his wife cooks like there's no tomorrow. It's beautiful. I mean, really great. And I can't eat as much as I used to like to without taking a nap. <laughs> Oh, boy, but did she make some great food, and I ate it all. And we just, you know, and they know how to do it, unlike Rachel Feinstein that doesn't know how to throw a goddamn party. Even my dad knew about this, and I told you before. So they did it the right way. I get that. First of all, I drove Olga down to see her parents, you know, in that Jewish community where they let me in. Uh, And they're funny. I mean, it's really funny. As soon as we got there, her parents were like, "Yeah, you need to go pay a shiva call immediately. Not hi, how you doing? Get changed. What are you wearing? It is really funny. I mean, that's the way all parents are, but yeah, I don't know why it's uh, it's funny to see it when they talk about it on stage and then you actually see it. It's uh, it's kind of a joy for as long as it's not me. Uh, and then when I went to Josie, you immediately had um, a hot dog and a hamburger. I had a hot dog, a hamburger, potato salad. No, no, not potatoes. I had coleslaw, macaroni and cheese. Oh, my God. And there were beans there, too, but I had forgotten about them, so I had those later when I had the hamburger or cheeseburger. Oh, my God. And I usually don't like to eat that because I like to eat the other stuff because it's too filling. Having a hamburger is too filling. If that was the end of the meal, that would be fine, but it looked delicious. So I'm like, fine, I'll have the hamburger. And I bought those little beers that I like. Those called ponies. 
which is an eight pack of Budweiser, little tiny ones, which is perfect for me. And I just had like four of those. And then they have the second meal. She relights the grill like just an hour later after we finish eating. Joe's wife relights the grill, then started making chicken, beautiful ribs. They were delicious. And everybody was making fun of me because I don't take enough off the bone. But this time I did. And steak with this unbelievable sauce. I don't know what it was, but it was amazing. Shrimp, like big skewers of shrimp. I had like two skewers of shrimp. So I had like 10 shrimp. I had three Dr. Brown celery tonics, which of course is celery soda. They only buy that for me because they think it's funny that I drink celery soda. But I was thirsty and I couldn't get, you know, my thirst quenched. So I had three of those. I mean, think about that. I mean, already... And those beer, oh my God, it was full. And then I had to go inside and just like, I didn't take a nap, but um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was on and so was The Empire Strikes Back. So it was difficult to still be outside. I'm sure you can understand. Um, Why can you understand? Because this is what's going through my head. which I was kidding um and then and then they had dessert you know oh what did I have I don't even remember I know I had some coffee and then I felt much better it's amazing I felt better after the coffee and then we let off the fireworks and then I stayed for a little bit more because I just kind of always want to I feel bad because you know I'm like the last one to leave but I just want to clear out the city traffic you know and my old CEO was there with her kids and I didn't know they were coming and I really can't stand her kids. Like one kid's okay, but the other kid I just hate. I just really can't stand. I can't stand her, whatever she might be transitioning. I don't know. And this kid just bothers the shit out of me, you know? So I'm just pretty honest. My kid, you're really annoying the shit out of me. I just hate her. Uh, So that was annoying, but really annoying. (laughs) I almost didn't go if, uh, you know, Joe hadn't told me ahead. I would have been, I probably would have just turned around. I swear. That's how bad this kid is. I mean, you know, you don't want to say that. It's like not a really evil kid or anything. It's just, I don't know. What do you want me to say? I don't know. But it was still a good time. Then I was able to tape something, you know, at least uh, some firework content that I was able to put on Instagram, you know, because you got to come up with content just so I can keep my... Keep somehow relevant, which I'm not. In fact, this week on the Comedy Seller Show, I don't even have a second guest ready yet. I have Mike Vecchione, which is great, but I'm having trouble and I'm getting excited. Last week when we had um, Natterman and this, oh my God, how great is that Paul Lauren? I don't know whether you saw the show, but boy, do I like having uh, musicians on that are so terrific and I'm getting to meet all these amazing musicians and this guy, Paul Lauren, what a terrific guy. And his songs are so good. And I was so excited that he was able to play, you know, that they don't mind playing the hits that I like him and Julian Villard because, you know, I want them to play whatever they feel comfortable playing, but, oh, it made me happy. God damn, when somebody plays the piano and sings, I'm all in. Spending times, but I 
song i love this guy he's a sweetheart and he writes such good music this video is awesome there's no room for yesterday we'll be sweating over hot coals like our granddads did before we'll be painting the town red without a stepping Really like it, you know, it's like it's like the stuff we were talking about with Adam Schlesinger. It 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 goes to those places that I wanted to go to, and those are my favorite kind of musicians, as you know. Love it. Absolutely love it. Yes, what a very uplifting song. I like it a lot. And he's got some other, like, he's very retro. Like, he likes doing that 50s stuff, which I normally don't like. But he's good, and he makes these really fun videos, just like Julian did. These guys are so impressive, you know? And there's another one, too, that he does, and the video takes place at a bowling alley, and which he told me on the show is in Brooklyn, and the video's great, and it's old school, but it sounds great, and I really like it. Yeah, normally I don't like this stuff, but I like him. It's getting better every minute, every day. But better always takes much longer than they say. And nothing ever seems to happen right away. It's gonna take a little time. A little late, but better than nothing at all. A little slow, but that's because I'd rather crawl Long way down, even if I take the fall It's gonna take a little time Oh, I know It's gonna take some he, he time He likes that kind of, because he grew up on the An Innocent Man album by Billy Joel Which is like extra funny because, you know, I, that's my least favorite album, but people worship that album. And he grew up then. He said his mother was playing it all the time. But I am very happy having these Collins introducing me to all these very interesting people. We just interviewed Julian Villard. He's going to come out after the D's and the Billy Joel podcast, and he's talented. And it's really great meeting these new musicians that are so great and have such great music. 
that's the kind of the show I really just really want to do. And, you know, you turn people on to new comics and new musicians. I mean, that's a really great, that's what I would do the rest of my life. I really enjoy, you know, discovering people and then showing them off, <laughs> you know, in a way. I, I don't know. How else can you put it? But that's why it's fun sometimes, you know, when you put all on a show and people just get into it. And I'm like, see, I told you. So I do like that kind of stuff. But yeah, so so we did the show him and Natterman. It was a good show. And then I was like, see, now that was a good show. So I'm back, right? So I felt much better. And then it's just, I don't know. So yeah, I got Mike. And then the week after, I got Jeff Ross and Esther Koo. And that'll be fun. <clears throat> but I'm, I'm, I don't know. I guess I'm burned out a little bit. And maybe it had something to do with the Rachel thing. I don't know. But I mean, it's also been very difficult to get people at 7 o'clock because people are doing stuff. So we're just going to keep doing it till August 10th. We, I would have stopped it on August 3rd, except Colin's not going to be there on August 3rd. So I'm going to stop August 10th because that, and then I'll have a little birthday show and that'll be the end. And, and, and we'll probably come back in September, but we'll start doing it like either on a Saturday or at three in the afternoon. So then I can get whoever I want and we can still do the seven o'clock show. So I think that's the plan not to do it live. The question is whether I should still do like a football show or something, which of course I want to do so bad because it was so much fun to be in the chat room with the, you know, with people that were into football, but I feel bad for my comedian guests, you know, when we have to do that. And so I don't know, whatever, but I got to take a break on it. Um, and I guess I'll do the same with the podcast too. No, I won't take that long a break, but I mean, I, I definitely, I guess I have to take a break. I really have been, even though I'm not making money at any of this. I mean, I am doing that and doing this and I'm doing the Billy Joel. So you just need like a week off or two, you know, you recharge, retool, pull the Merv Griffin show. Well, we got to get a new format. It's edgier. So yeah, just Mike Vecchio so far. Uh, I asked Mark Cohen to do it. We'll see. It doesn't matter. I don't know. I guess I guess, I guess that Rachel thing uh, did throw me off. I mean, I feel b- I guess I know and everybody's been real nice. You guys have been you know, texting me and telling me all that stuff or or whatever and uh, Instagramming and you know, hitting my uh, Dave Jessica fans at gmail, uh, gmail.com, which is fine. And I appreciate it very much. Everybody's been real nice. Because yeah, it was a great show and I w- I guess I was a little hard on myself, but you know, you have to be that way otherwise you're not going to put out a good show. So, you know, you just got to be aware. That's all I was pointing out. I got to be aware when the show's doing something like that, straight from the format, you know? Like, it's like, you know, sometimes if I'm in the middle of a joke that, you know, Elon wrote that I'm doing in the show and I'm like, wait, maybe it's best to just skip this one and go to another one. I mean, you just got to be in the moment and you got to be smarter about that. Tomorrow, I'm going to taping on Saturday, but, you know, this will come out on Tuesday. I'll have already done this thing in Queens for Memo, you know, 12 hours of outdoor emceeing all these bands and ballet dance or whatever it is in this Sunnyside Queens community. I'll be at this park doing this tomorrow. I mean, for 12 hours, I don't know how Dave just is going to handle it. Hopefully it won't be too hot because I swear to God, you know, that heat stuff is not for me. That's why I had to keep going and watching TV at Joe's. Cause I'm like, I'm done with the outside. And that was after a half hour. So, oh, so talk about hydration. I don't know what I'm going to do. Where are you going to pee in that thing? I don't even know. But whatever it should be. I mean, I got to do it mostly because I have a podcast and I have to tell everybody what happened afterwards. That's like the most important thing. Am I right? You know, I am. 
Sometimes, I mean, Jesus Christ, if I don't end up doing stuff, like, I mean, some, I mean, if I didn't have the podcast, I don't think I'd leave the house at all because I wouldn't have to. I'm like, I have to force myself to do stuff because then I can talk about it on the podcast, have something to talk about, whether it's com- to complain or tell you how fun it was. Isn't that the key? So this ought to be interesting. In fact, my Aunt Judy saw it on a Google alert. Hey, this came up. Dave Juskow MCs a night at the park, whatever it is. I don't know. Memo's, I didn't know Memo had a band he's playing. The 49th Street Players, whatever it's called. <laughs> I don't know, fucking idiots. <laughs> well, we're, I think the next week we'll do the, uh, the video podcast. We'll have Memo on and we'll do some stuff. So that'll be next week. We'll do the audio video <laughs> podcast. Uh, I'm Billy Joel. So I don't know. Hopefully you heard the uh, Sarah Silverman interview, which I think was kind of fun. I thought it was really good, and she had a good time. We had a good time, so hopefully that will shine some light on the Billy Joel podcast a little bit. Maybe we'll get some more listeners because, you know, we don't want to do it for nobody, but we have such nice fans already and or listeners, whatever you want to call them, uh, that people really like it. Or I guess, but you know, again, it's not that many, and it doesn't pay, but it doesn't matter because the most important thing is that we like doing it, and we do, even though it's taken a lot of work to edit them you know this doesn't take me as long well the video does but yeah to edit them it takes uh, quite a long time um that being said so what's happening on this week on billy joel oh we have oh yeah we have the c's wrap up <laughs> we're idiots and then yeah we got a crappy week coming up we got the c's wrap up but still it's fun and then we have December song, another unreleased track. I keep telling uh, Elon, I'm like, are you sure this is a crappy week for us? You know, because then the week after we have Don't Ask Me Why, you know, which is great. That's a hit at least. But yeah, we got the C's wrap up and this, you know, and then December song, it's called. You just have to hope at this point that people just like listening to whatever we're talking about because, you know, these aren't the hits, but this is what you get. When you come up with, uh, and that's the problem is that that's the end of the D's. <laughs> so then we have another interview and then we do the D's wrap up. And then we finally go to the E's where we'll start with easy money, which obviously I'm very excited about. In the E's, there's about five, six, seven, maybe eight E's. Thank goodness. We're finally, Elon and I are recording today after I finish this. We're finally recording something from the stranger and everybody has a dream. I mean, we haven't, we've we've done about 35 podcasts already, nothing from The Stranger. Not one goddamn thing. We've almost finished with An Innocent Man. Isn't that odd? The way it just works, and that's obviously just uh, no rhyme or reason. But anyway, that's what's coming up on Billy Joel. I thought I would let you know, of course. And, oh, uh, so on Tuesday, I went, I did Sheba Mason's show, and as has been happening, every goddamn single time I have a show, I am planning on getting the motorcycle downstairs. It's been pouring rain. I'm like, God damn it. Remember this happened last Thursday to take a you know $70 Uber. And of course, once it rains, the Uber goes up and they have the surge pricing. And I'm like, all right, all right, forget it. It's over. Stop it. I got to take a stupid taxi. As much as I hate taxis, 
because they hate their the fact that they don't pick you up or they put on the off-duty lights, all that crap. I was like, fuck this. I downloaded the Curb app. It's called Curb. That way I can call like an Uber. I can call a taxi. They came right to my house, picked me up, cost 15 goddamn bucks. That's much different than the $80 it was going to cost me or the $40. And it was pouring rain. Taxi picked me up, dropped me off, 15 bucks. What are you going to do? I know I've been bad-mouthing taxis because I hate them, but if the Ubers are surging prices as soon as it starts raining, then fuck you too. (sighs) You know? Fuck y'all. You're all taking advantage of the, the little guy. And all I had to do was go to 54th and I mean, really just across to the west side. That's all I was going to. Not even, you know, at least with, with the uh, the West Side Comedy Club, I'm going up, I'm going across, I'm going up. But this is just right across to the other, to the west side, you know, just really across one block. Uh, one, you know, one street to go across and it costs that much. It's ridiculous. So the taxi streak is over. But it was a good run, about a year and a half before I took a taxi. That's pretty good. But when it rains, I'm not going to go to a show, obviously, all drenched. It's just, you know what I'm saying. You can't, you can't take the motor. The problem, you can't take the motorcycle where I was going. You can't park it anywhere. So I would have to take the city bike, and that's, you know, forget it, right? I'm not going to go in the goddamn rain. I was lucky I got a taxi at all. Streak is over. I still have the streak on the subways, but I don't know. I mean, how am I getting to Queens on Sunday? It's not going to rain, so I'm pretty sure I can do what I'm doing. I can't deny it wouldn't be horrible to take the subway tomorrow to kind of keep cool until I have to be hot all day. Make sense? I don't know. I don't know. Never taking the subway again, actually, sounds pretty good. But the fact of the matter is, subways are very convenient. So I don't know whether I want to just keep that up or not. I'll tell you a couple more things before we leave you today. I just want to tell you something about Smokey and the Bandit. It's just so funny. I guess, oh, so what happened was, the reason why I played it up front is because last Saturday, I actually watched Smokey and the Bandit 2, and I realized, you know what? I'd never seen it before. Can you believe that? I'd never seen Smokey and the Bandit 2 all the way through. So I watched it from the beginning to end. And it's pretty bad. It's, it's, it's good and it's bad. It's not awful. There's some goodness to it. But, you know, now looking at it, you know, what, 40, 50 years later, um, it's bad. <laughs> you know, it's just the way it is. But, it, you know, first of all, I can't figure out Sally Field. She's not really in it. And the, the credits go, I think, Burt Reynolds jerry reed i I, th- I think she was just coming off winning an oscar so if I, I quite frankly i don't know how it's not sally field burt reynolds if this came out in 1980 it was filmed in 79 she won the oscar in 79 for norma ray how is she not even first but why doesn't it go burt reynolds sally field it goes burt reynolds jerry reed dom DeLuise. i'm missing i'm missing a fourth person i think a fourth person you know Oh, Jackie Gleason. I'm sorry. It goes Burt Reynolds, Jackie Gleason, Jerry Reed, Dom DeLuise, and Sally Field. She's not in a lot of the movie. 
So I, I, I'm not sure what the story is. She's not in it. And like at the end, when they have this big, you know, truck thing in this big desert, you know, seeing they're smashing up all these cars and everything. It's very weird. Like, first of all, she should be in the car with him. Why isn't she in the car with him? What what happened? And I can't find out the answers. Why wasn't she with him? I know she was taking care of the elephant. Like, in, if you're writing the script, she should be in the car with him at all times or be driving or whatever the case may be. And it's weird because he is, there's a, just a close-up of him in the car all the time. It's like never a wide shot with him in like the two-seater. Like as if maybe she was with him and they just cropped it out. I can't figure it out. If you ever see it again, you'll see what I'm saying. It's just a close-up of him and it's really awkward. There's no other, this Hal Needham, not only did he destroy Burt Reynolds' career single-handedly, he's an awful director, but I did find out some very interesting information in the sense that they were filming Smoking the Bandit 2 and Cannonball Run at the exact same time. Well, I definitely didn't know that. They filmed simultaneously, like like doing like Superman and Superman 2, which is brilliant. And that's why Joe Klecko and Terry Bradshaw were in both films. I didn't realize Joe Klecko was in it. That made me happy. We got a New York Jet in there. You know, that's pretty good. And that's why in Smoking the Bandit 2, they had that idiot Hal Needham's the blooper, you know, credit crawl, which they have Smoking the Bandit 2, and they do in Cannonball Run. And this is the one where they had Jackie Gleason playing three parts, where he played Reginald Van Johnson, whatever, which is Reginald Van Gleason, which is like a legendary character that nobody cares about now. But in the 50s, it was, I just can't believe they gave him all that to do. But of course, he was a living legend. It's all right. But it's just, it's just weird. I don't know. You know, it's just it, it made so much money. And I remember people saying, oh, my God, it's good because, you know, it's odd for a sequel to be good. And, you know, the pregnant elephant and all that kind of stuff. And I guess it was OK. I don't know. It, it, it was it was OK. It was it was, you know, easy to watch. And there's a, a pretty good ending in a sense with the with the truckers and everything. I guess it's, it's kind of I guess it's what you wanted. And it made money kind of. It was like the number eight box office of the year. I thought it was, it was Smoking the Bandit 1 as number two to Star Wars. But, you know, they got screwed again because it's the same year as the Empire. Smoking the Bandit had the worst luck in the sense you come out in 1977 and you can only be number two for a lifetime because you came out the same year as Star Wars. And then Smoking the Bandit 2 uh, came out with The Empire Strikes Back. So you are not planning your years correctly. <laughs> And then the funny thing is Smoking the Bandit 3, which I remember Jackie Gleason being on The Tonight Show saying, well, this one's going to be called Smokey is the Bandit. And I remember going, oh, my God. And what was that, 1983? Was I in high school? I'm like, oh, my God. Right? I'm like a little kid, and you'd think, I'm like, oh, thank God there's another Smokey in the Bandit because that's who it's made for, people my exact age. And even I was like, oh, my God. So, but now they call it Smokey and the Bandit 3. But it definitely, because I was the only one I thought remembered it was called Smokey is the Bandit, but I finally found the trailer, which I am not going to play the whole thing because, oh my God, they let Jackie Gleason talk for two fucking minutes. You can all sit down now. <laughs> I want to thank all you nice ladies and gentlemen and my fellow officers 
Oh, I can't. It goes, it goes on for too long. I'll just get to the ending. Holy shit. Depend. So if you think the first two go rounds was something, you just watch my smoke this time. <laughs> Some bitch. This has been Buford T. Justice asking you to support your local sheriff because nobody else will. Smokey is The Bandit, part three. Yeah, I thought that's the way it was supposed to come out. Smokey is the bandit. That was, I remember him telling me. I'm just like, oh, God. So I finally, I know I wasn't crazy. I knew I heard it was called Smokey is the bandit, but they changed it to Smokey and the bandit three, which is the right thing to do. That's God awful. And it was just like today. I was watching Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know, now they've changed the title legally to now it is not Raiders of the Lost Ark, it is Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, so it fits in with all the other Indiana Jones. What are you going to do? It uh, makes sense, so why wouldn't you at this point? Just like, no, I think Cannibal Run 3 was, oh, just God, there's so many bad movies, and yet Dave Jusko can't get work. What are you going to do? You know what, folks? Please. I'm going to talk about two other things, and then we'll call it a day. And the Oh, the first one is, that the you know the soccer is to by the time uh, this airs we'll have a winner between England and Italy for that stupid Euro Cup that nobody cares about but apparently everybody cares about, and England has made their they have made Sweet Caroline their their anthem just like the Boston Red Sox, and although that is a fun song as I pointed out a few weeks ago when I sang it at Rachel's you know when I opened for Rachel which was the right thing to do when Rachel should shut up and get that crowd going. It's a bad song. You know, that's it. Like I said, I feel inclined. I just can't believe. I don't think people are reading the lyrics. They're just into the verse or the chorus, which is great. But the rest, when you get there, it's just bad. He should change the song somehow and and lift it up a little bit more. But it's amazing that he just, God, he fucking, it's just people love that song. But they, I don't think they know the actual Lyrics, and I just don't feel like looking them up because it's stupid and I don't want to talk about it anymore, but I just wanted to tell you, people cannot get enough of that song. So it's good for me because I can bring it back, uh, you know, maybe tomorrow with that show and be like, let's sing Sweet Caroline again. And Rachel should just shut up and stop picking on me for what I'm doing comedy because she's really making me lose work. It's a problem. It's not, it's not that funny. After all these things, I don't, you know, I don't mind when people pick on me or my stand-up or anything. But if you're going to talk about specific things that I'm doing when I'm on stage that are going to be detrimental, then it's kind of bad. I'm doing the best I can. I'm not a good comic. So I'm doing the best I can. There's a pitch that the head of the city's office of nightlife, this girl, Ariel Pelitz, is trying to put into the city where there will be a district in New York City where you can party 24 hours a day. You know, somewhere, I don't know where, that's the thing. They don't know, but they'll be, because they say other cities in the world have done it, so why not New York? As a person who lives in Manhattan, obviously I am having issues with this, but I also don't want to be that old person. I'm like, look, I moved to Manhattan. I know what I'm doing. It's technically a 24-hour town, but I've told you a hundred times it's really not. So, I don't know. I mean, everybody's very upset that Washington Square Park is a mess. Now they're calling uh, Hell Square on the Lower East Side and 
all these places that are kind of partying 24 hours, they're like, well, if we had a 24-hour party district, it might take away from those other things. So it's, it's not a horrible plan. I don't I hope they don't put it over here, though. I can't imagine if I was living in a place where they're planning on doing that. But I guess what's the difference? If everything's open till 4, who gives a shit if it's open the rest of the day? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. It's probably a disastrous idea, but it's an idea nonetheless. And who cares? Maybe. I mean, if I want to have a drink at six in the morning, which uh, is very rare, but again, it's a 24 hour town. That's why I moved here. That's why I want to leave. But who am I to say that, you know, I mean, that would be the fun of living in Manhattan. I mean, that's the funny thing is if I was young again and this was 1980 something And the reason I moved to New York City was because it was a 24-hour town. And I am a late-night person, and I like staying up all night, and I like when people are up and there's things to do. But now I am almost 75, and and it's over. (laughs) So I don't want it, but far be it from me to deny anybody else who wants to live in a 24-hour town. And that's the thing. You can't be one of those neighbors. When I say I want to get rid of the parades, I think that is a very fair thing because parades suck. It's not why you move to Manhattan to see the parades. We come here to drink and party. The parades don't provide any of that enjoyment. So, you know, if I was to become the Manhattan Borough President, that's my first agenda. I'm not going to take away 24-hour drinking or whatever. I mean, that's, that's why you come to New York. You want to, It's a party town. And you live here, you have to expect certain things. And that's why people suck so much when they start complaining about noise from the bar downstairs. If you moved to a place over a restaurant, which many people do who live here, and then you're complaining, you're the asshole. If they build a restaurant in your building when you've already lived there, then you have every right to complain. Well, not, you know, whatever. But you could see your thing. If you move over a restaurant that's already there when you moved there and you knew what you were getting into, you're an asshole. And do you know how many people do that? A lot. Much more than you'd think because it really doesn't make any sense. They're like, well, didn't they know what they were? Exactly. I mean, when I first moved to the city, we lived, uh, my roommate Marvin lived right above a courtyard of a restaurant. But we didn't care. We know what we were getting into when we moved there. We lived... Right on 29th and 3rd, it was a bustling bustling area. Couldn't hear anything. It didn't matter. I lived on the 8th floor. We had pretty good windows, just like here. I mean, I hear people outside all the time. I don't complain. Who cares? I live in New York City. It happens. I chose to live here. Like a fucking idiot. (laughs) Oh, whatever. It doesn't matter. It'll all be over soon. One way or another. That's right. Still going through my head. There's no way to get rid of it. This is the way I exist now. As you can see, 
today. I have clearly lost my mind. I don't know what the next weeks will bring, but I do know that really, no matter what, I will be performing this podcast for you because I love you. Um, also, just very quickly, I did see something on Patreon. And again, thank you so much for being a Patreon subscriber. I appreciate it so much. Uh, but I saw something that I don't think they were raising the price. Were they raising it? Something was happening. If they're raising the price, they, they can't raise the price. I don't know what they said. Something, but uh, some, something's happening. Uh, so be aware. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I, but I don't know. But if you had to leave, I would understand. But I don't think they, they can't raise the price because I set the price. So that can't be it. I'm not raising the price. So they, they just said, I don't know. They say certain things. I don't know what the hell they're talking about sometimes. I just like, um, I like uh, communicating with you guys through Patreon and trying to put up the best that I can in whatever I do. And I don't know. That's what that, that, that's all I can do. That's all I can do. But thank you again for being a Patreon subscriber. Thank you for being a friend of the show and the Comedy Seller Show or the Billy Joel Podcast. I appreciate all of your wonderful listening. And, and when you uh, shout out and say hello, I appreciate that too. So I know that there are people out there. Because, you know, obviously when you're just doing a show and you're looking out the window and you're like, is anybody really listening? But I know that people are. And I appreciate that more than anything in the whole world. So... I will continue to do this podcast, even if that stuff's going through my head. And I will see you next week on the audio video. <laughs> Are you sick of that already, too? Uh, but yes, the audio video podcast. Next week on the Nightfly. Have a great week, everybody. It is July, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye. In the middle of our house. Was our castle and our king